everybody. Critical Conversations, Episode 9. As always, I am Sam Castles and my co-host, Jared Bessie. What's up, guys? Yeah, welcome back. We're hopefully in for a little shorter episode today. We uh, give you a breather after last week's... Last uh, week was a bit of a marathon, but it it was a good time. I enjoyed it. Yes, that was fun. Yeah, so today should be a little bit more relaxed. Uh, We were juggling around some topics, but... I think at the end of the day, the news is coming fast, hot and heavy, and uh, election is creeping up on us, and yeah. things are getting consequential. It's depressing and overwhelming to sort through it all. So, and with the election, you know, gearing up to start, and like all this crazy, like I feel like there's more and more. And the news cycle is moving so fast. It's like you don't even know from day to day what the next huge topic is going to be, and yeah, yeah, it's crazy. There's this great uh, Gus Johnson skit that just came out really recently. I don't know if you saw it, okay, uh, but he, he like picks up the newspaper and then uh, it's just like written on there. 12 stories that if <laughs> st- standing alone on any other time period would dominate the news cycle for months. And then his wife comes up and she's like, what's in the news, babe? And he's like, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. And, it's just, yeah, so it's kind of what it feels like. It's like, uh, okay, all of these things are so big and so large, but it's sort of last week's news already. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Just cruising along. So, I always said yeah, that last week, like, the president was impeached this year. Like, no one even talks about that anymore. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> know. Yeah, uh, you, you would think that'd be like, oh, hey, we impeached this guy. Like, let's talk about that. And, Yep. Yeah, that's no. not even mentioned as part of this. Not even whole didn't come up in the debate at all, did nope, it? Nope, not at all. That's pretty. Not even mentioned. Yeah, you would, <laughs> you would have thought that would. You would have thought. <laughs> yeah, they tried. <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, so we just kind of want to sit down today, a little bit more relaxed, a little more informal, sort through some news. There was a couple big headlines, nothing huge. Yeah, but a lot of uh, a lot of recent things. So we're filming this on. Uh, October fifteenth, which is Thursday, should right? Because there's probably going to be Sunday stuff this week, yeah, this weekend. So, so we'll miss. <laughs> yeah, Jared and Sam of the future can deal with Friday and Saturday's news. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll we'll jump into it. Um, just gonna sit through some news today. Uh, I'm gonna do a lot of screen sharing today, just because sort of just sifting through some news, chatting about it together, and. Um, couple things are like usual really hard to figure out what's actually going on and there's a, a huge spin jump from both yeah sides, i feel like so. between all these different scandals and we'll talk about the hunter biden stuff but like yeah it, it's hard to even know where to look to find info or like to know which side is talking about what it's just like it's crazy yeah just to yeah. even find information these days right all right so i'm going to go ahead and share my screen um Sweet. Let's see. All right. So this is the first one. We're going to start with this. Uh, this is the New York Post uh, had released this article titled um, Smoking Gun Email Reveals How Hunter Biden Introduced Ukrainian Businessmen to VP Dad. And before I really go into the content of this uh, post, just a little bit of background. So basically this, this article released October 14th, which was yesterday morning. And basically, before I even realized what had happened, this obviously is a huge, huge uh, announcement, huge 
uh, accusation, I should right. say. Especially since he's, you know, Hunter's already been in the news. Like Trump constantly brings that up. A lot of like conservative, like are bringing these things up and. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is what Trump got impeached over, like wanting. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ukrainians to look into this and the Democrats are saying that's using their political power, but to Trump, it's just anti-corruption stuff whatever uh obviously a huge political weight involved uh we're very close to the election things like this are incredibly important and um yeah so the first thing that sort of happened was this got released and right away twitter started basically uh not allowing you to share this article um if you if you try to share it it would say like this could not be completed. This article you are linking has been linked to like abusive or uh, violates our terms of service. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, classic little like fit block they do. Yeah, um, and on top of that, you could not even direct message it to someone. So normally, I think if you if you get linked to fake news, that post might be removed all the way, or it might just get flagged as fake right. news and then have a fact check but this was like the day of uh and it was getting shared like crazy and then twitter just removed it it's crazy to me too it's not this is not coming from like breitbart or like one of these far right wing like news sources like this is from the new york post yeah like i i get like they're they're more than some others but like it's not like it's coming from this crazy Right, that's true. This is Other... somebody's blog. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, this is a yeah. This is an, a a newspaper who who I'm sure has a large reading. But yeah, it is recognized that the New York Post is uh, a little bit tabloid esque. I think in ways. Yeah. Uh, they're a little bit sensational. I I would never categorize them as like <laughs> your uh, go to for facts first journalism i don't right. know I yeah think that's, that's fair. fair i think that's fair i don't know that much about new york post but um basically the the overall arching claim of this is a email that was linked uh where this guy i don't know how to say this so, name yeah ukrainian uh, according to this article, he's the advisor to the board of Burisma, which is, you know, where Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma. This is like, again, very old news. Where he right. was on this energy company's board, receiving $50,000 a month. And, um, and in this email, allegedly, uh, this guy writes to Hunter, Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to DC and giving me an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. It is re really an honor and pleasure. And as I spoke yesterday evening, it would be great to come meet today for a quick coffee. What do you think? I could come to you office somewhere around noon or so before on my way to airport best to be. So, uh, so this obviously is contrary to what Biden has said in the past. He said, right. I've been involved with Hunter's dealings. I didn't know what what his dealings with like Burisma was all Biden separate is, from yeah. him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Biden took the, took the position of this is all completely not have anything to do with me. Nothing to do with me. Hunter is his own person. 
I don't right. have anything to do with it, which has always been sketchy at best, but um, obviously, you know, there is no direct way yep. of showing it. Yep. But, but obviously, this would be huge. Anyway, Twitter basically shut it down. Um, and let's see. There. Oh, now we're now we're like moving <laughs> to the stuff from today. There's the town halls are going on yeah, right the now. Town halls are happening. But there was earlier. This was on the front page talking about Hunter Biden's for Fox News, and there was like five stories that were all about uh, Hunter Biden's leak and the uh, following reaction from Twitter and Facebook. Right. I want to see if I can find Twitter's actually actual post. Oh yeah, this is it. So after this all got removed, Twitter came out and said, we want to provide some much needed clarity around the actions we've taken with respect to two New York Post articles that were first tweeted this morning. So the other one, which I don't think I need to pull up, was just kind of a history of Hunter Biden. Yeah, it was a little more in depth and a little person. more cohesive. Yeah, it had a lot to do with his past in like Ukraine and then some of his, his he had uh, issues with crack, whatever. I right. think it's a little bit less linked to Joe Biden. But basically, Twitter banned both of these. And they said that the images contained in the articles includes personal and private information, like e email addresses and phone numbers, which violate our rules. As noted this morning, we also currently view materials included in the articles as violation of our hacked materials policy. So. They're claiming, you know, these emails, whoops, where did it go? This email is part of hack and there's some more information in here as well. We can sort of get into it. I don't think we need to get yeah. all into the weeds of all of it, but there's a lot of information and there are some emails listed um, in here, but you know, they're older emails. Right. So they've been around. It's interesting to me that this, these tweets were sent out at 7.45 PM when this was all happening in the, early morning like Five that's in a the morning yeah that's a that's a long time for a tech company to wait <laughs> to release any sort of statement right um, yeah i mean it was definitely banned first provide clarity later right sort of thing um and then even jack said uh the ceo of twitter uh the main guy our communication around our actions on the new york post article was not great and blocking URL sharing via tweet or DM with zero context as to why we're blocking unacceptable. Um, so this was this was a huge step, uh, really, really polarized. I mean, right away the right wing was jumping to claim this is uh, like voter, voter. Uh, what's the word? Election meddling. Uh, you're banning important information to help Joe Biden. And this right. is like smoking gun evidence and you're not even allowing people to see it and right. make a decision for themselves. But again, Twitter saying, well, this is, it's got personal information. So we're pulling it for that reason. But it, I think it's interesting, like, you know, when we had the information come out about Trump's tax returns and that was there fine. And all of that, right? like that was trending, like that was promoted stuff like that. Yeah. So that's the sort of right wing argument is, Where's the consistency? Which, yeah, and I'd love to talk about it at some point. This could maybe be a future topic, but what I find such interesting, like push pull for me as like 
Twitter as a private corporation versus, and like Facebook is like and YouTube, all these places that are both privately owned and public places, you right. know, cause it's like, they're clearly a public platform where you can basically say whatever you want, but also they're run by these organizations. It's not the street square, you know, right. It's not right. a public, it's not truly a public place. Um, so I think that's worth yeah, exactly that. like where's yeah. the line is there legal actions involved can they set everything or do they have some stipulations legally that they have to allow certain things I don't really know right um, and we kind of touched on it last week where we were saying like well with like PragerU and you and YouTube and the Supreme Court yeah. case going like well PragerU says they're being a their first amendment rights being oppressed but then YouTube saying like no you're trying to oppress ours by forcing us to yeah to allow this or allow that but yeah, I mean, isn't that big argument, the, what's it called? It's like section 302 or something that says you can basically either be a publisher or a free speech platform, right? Right. What is the, it's basically the argument runs, okay, if you're a publisher, you're like a, a newspaper and you, you pick and choose what you want on your website and what you don't. Exactly what you want, yeah. Right, and then if you do post something that, ends up being slander or harmful or like uh something you can be held legally liable from you can be held for to, to it yeah you can be held to it but something like twitter or facebook or youtube right they if someone posts something terrible or illegal on their website they're not held liable because they're free space right. and so they can't be held accountable or, or sued or anything like that because they're just the platform but, but that means they can control what is on their platform. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the argument coming from the, the right wing, which is basically, okay, well, if you want this defense as a free, free speech platform where you can't right. be held accountable for what's posted, then you can't be editing and picking what's banned and what's not. Because right. once you start doing that, now we have to treat you like a website where you can be held accountable for what the right a publisher so there's some serious reform that needs to happen there and i totally see the merits of both sides yeah like for twitter to ban some things but not others and then claim they can't be held accountable for what wasn't banned if it does you know prove to be uh harmful or dangerous or illegal down the road which this stuff's all still so new so we're still figuring it out like yeah in the grand scheme of things it's right so the internet is like obviously very young like you said in the grand scheme of things so. right yeah i don't think i think it's very complicated um but i yeah i mean <laughs> and i know this was a big argument in the 2016 election is people were saying okay well russia was interfering through right through facebook and all these other things and yeah, I mean, it's it's very hard to know, like, for someone like me and you, like, okay, I see 24,000 likes. What does that mean? Like, I can't ever know. Did 24,000, are, are those bots? Are those real? Did right. Twitter just There's pick that number? Like, yeah. You just have to trust it. Um, trust the algorithms and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really wild. Anyway, just wanted to talk a little bit about that fallout today. There's There's more details into the actual um hunter biden stuff it's really we were talking about it right before it's really interesting fox news earlier they had five articles right up in here about hunter biden but if you go to cnn 
and it's been like this all day, <laughs> there's uh, there's nothing on Hunter Biden or the New York Post or Twitter or Facebook. So it's, I can Crazy. type in H-U-N, nothing. I'm going to go to politics, type in Hunter. Nope. Shuns opportunity is the only thing you get. <laughs> nope. It's all Trump. 24-7 over here. It is Trump, crazy. Trump, 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 Barrett. Oh, wait, no, Trump's still in that headlight. Trump, 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 Trump. Every article. <laughs> Every article has Trump's name in it. Yeah. Every single one. Oh, wait, this one doesn't. Oh, that one doesn't. Just coronavirus. And Just wrote a picture of Trump, Trump in it. Okay, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> CNN is taking a nice policy of pretend it didn't happen, um, which honestly, I feel like, if you really believe something is fake and not real, you probably should not address it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But well, I C always feel like though that like CBS you has been talking about it too. So CNN's definitely in the minority. I it just like even if you don't talk about the the like article emails itself. themselves and the article right. itself, you can talk about the Twitter stuff and like that was clearly newsworthy. Yeah, I mean, right? Republicans are senators are trying to take the. CEO of Twitter to subpoena him and right. that could get dirty. And yeah, this is, I feel like it's something that, you know, if it comes down to the election is contested and all of that. I wonder if people could say, well, Twitter was sharing fake news and that's election interference or I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Either way, it's all of it is going to feed into the sort of dis disarray of, issues on that yeah <laughs> but yeah so i would definitely recommend looking into everything i think at the end of the day to figure out if these leaks are true they're gonna have to get like the fbi involved and right. figure out it, what email is real what's not it like seems it seems a little like illegal. some of the stuff's a little sketch like it's released right at the right time it's like Right. We don't really have a secondary source besides this original guy, computer guy, who shared these emails from this laptop. So I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, this laptop somehow ended up in the hands of Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> right. Which, which is president. You're lawyer, from the left. You're like, right. You're like, what? This is. This and it's released just it's now as opposed to months ago. It's like, okay. So obviously there's some timing going on here, but yeah, the questions of the validity, yeah, who knows? I mean, for a lot of Democrats, they're, what's flashing before their eyes is uh, the Comey reopening the investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails. It's like 15 days before the election or something. Right. And a lot of people blame him. I know Hillary does. Uh, along right. with many other people <laughs> for her losing to Trump as like a last minute uh, surge for Trump. Who knows, you know, what, what ultimately the case was, but a lot of people will just say, oh yeah, Comey opened it, so she lost, and then it never led to anything and whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that'll be interesting to follow. I mean, it's, if it's true and Twitter covered it up onto the guise of hacked materials or leaked information like that that's definitely i think a loss in their case but yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know it's gonna be interesting yeah crazy stuff
this Twitter, it's Twitter and Facebook, this stuff's not going away for them. I know a lot of left-wing people believe that Facebook leans conservative, which the conservatives would obviously, they'll say it leans say it doesn't, liberal. Yeah, for sure. There was, yeah. No, but I've heard that, I've so, heard that argument as well, so. Yeah, so both sides are going to be at the yep. heels. And again, it's, it's that idea of like, depending on what angle you look at it, like depending on what your biases are, like you're going to approach yeah. the same issues two different ways, so. Yeah, and I think both sides would be, tempted to say oh well we need the government to step in and regulate it so our guys can figure out that but that's also horrifying as well to think about government doing the fact checking in place oh, yeah of the press in place right that's what the whole know. press that's what the press is for yeah right so i i don't know like you said it's a new problem it's complicated uh, we should i'd love to talk about it more one day but yeah crazy okay well, I think the other big thing from this week has been the well, – we've got some other topics too, but mostly the uh, Amy Coney Barrett nomination hearings I think have been – have wrapped up a lot of the news cycle, or at least a lot of people's focus. Um, there's not really a ton to say. Um, in all honesty, it's been pretty typical. It's a way for senators to – get their stump speeches out about whatever issue they're wanting to talk about via questioning her and questioning her is like super vague, <laughs> you know, like they're not even real questions. Like, right. I watched Ted Cruz bring up a whole bunch of things. And he went on this like long, long talk about like five different issues. And at the end he was like, they don't expect you to answer any of that. I don't really have a question for you, but uh, how's your family? <laughs> it was like, Wait, wait, what? What was the point of this? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's so, really interesting. Yeah. I think that just kind of sh- goes to show, like, the the hearings matter in the sense that they're part of the decorum. They're part of the, like, things. So you, you get to ask your questions. But I think Barry is just going to say, look at Senator and be like, I can't answer that. I've been told, like, legally, yeah. I'm asked not to say what how i will rule on a current issue or an issue that could come up in the future so i can't answer right. that. yeah so that's the issue right there's like legal ramifications but there's also like down the road basically the argument has runs and has run for a while this is something that ginsburg did way back i think it's like 93 or whenever she mm-hmm. was in her hearings which basically runs all these senators are going to try to ask you you know, how would you rule on this case? Or like, what, right. what about this guy who needs the Affordable Care Act? Would you strike down the Affordable Care Act? And the idea is basically, I can't tell you my, even my personal opinion, not as a judge, because down the road, if I side, if I have to rule on a case where this issue comes up, people can say, oh, well, this was not a legitimate ruling because we know she leans this way already we know her personal beliefs we know yeah right exactly so i mean it's so good the judge she's has not answering to... it and i know there's certain right people who are like you could answer these basic facts and it's like okay sure but like the she's gonna err on the side of not answering anything she doesn't anger anybody that way she's not gonna like yep especially the conservatives that like her she doesn't want to get any one of those people mad this close to the election yep. like she's just gonna say nothing and that's what she did for yep. four days. So, yeah, it's been a 
despite sort of being on air for a lot of news channels, it's been pretty low key. And there hasn't been a lot of news news spread about it. She's pretty much declined, like you said, to answer anything and moved on. Yeah, they're gonna have the 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 committee on the Senate is gonna vote on October twenty second, which they will definitely move it on to the Senate, no yeah, doubt. So the Judiciary Committee will vote and it'll it will pass and then it'll go yeah. to the full Senate probably the Monday the twenty sixth. Uh, maybe yeah. as early as that Friday. Um, yeah. But it depends on if there's delays. You never know. So I would expect the 26th. Yep. That definitely so looks like the Senate has the votes for sure. So right. we probably will have a Supreme Court justice within the next week and a half, maybe two weeks, and right before That's the crazy. election. Oh, and it's crazy how fast it's gone. Um, yeah, it is. It's crazy. Yeah. And then oh, yeah. uh, she starts immediately. There's no uh, waiting till January or whatever. Yeah, there's, you don't wait till the next election cycle. You don't wait for anything. You just immediately go onto the court. So assuming whatever cases are that week, she'll start, would start hearing. Yeah. So, wow. Because the, the court term that, has started. So, um, yeah. Got it. A uh, couple other quick things. Um, Unless you have anything else on that, Jared. Uh, I think that's it, that one. Um, all right. So QAnon. I don't know much about QAnon, I'll be honest. Where is my stuff? Basically, it's a conspiracy. Someone who is Q or whatever is writing these articles and writing these posts or whatever and sit putting out insider in info about certain things that go on in the government or in specifically along liberal circles. Um, a lot of it comes from YouTube. It's all of these like conspiracy theories. I don't know much more than that. I know they believe yeah. a lot of like, I think a lot of these, there's some sort of sex ring kind of thing going on in a deep state yeah. all these terms thrown around and i don't right yeah so sort of feels like this big illuminati yeah it's similar to illuminati stuff except for very you know not liberals in hollywood but liberals and like actual like politicians right yeah anyway um a lot of conspiracy theories a lot of them have to do with people in power and yep um they, yeah, like you said, sex rings, they, they believe that there's a big pe uh, pedophile ring and all of that. Yep. I honestly don't know anything about them. Feels like it's better that way. But basically, <laughs> YouTube and Facebook are saying we're taking all their stuff off of our platforms. I think, has Twitter already done it? If they haven't, they probably will. Yeah. Soon. July Twitter, Twitter. It did yep. back in July. Yeah, yeah. Seven thousand accounts off. Wow. So that's newsworthy. People have been trying to get Trump to denounce them. Yeah, that He's was a big thing that happened tonight at the at the town hall. He was basically asking if you want to denounce QAnon, and he was like, "I don't really know anything about them. Like, I don't know yeah. what's who are these guys." <laughs> um, Right. Who knows if he actually does? He's probably just been told to say he doesn't know anything either way. Not not affiliated, not a yep. not endorsing or whatever. Yeah. So 
That's interesting. I, it's all kind of back to the tying it up with, you know, Twitter and Facebook and YouTube fighting against fake news and right. It's, it's definitely, I think we've talked about this before, but I, I think my feelings are those people that are part of those groups, it only entrenches them further to be removed to think like, Oh, it's true. And they're, they're covering it up. They're fighting the truth and like, they're trying to, you know, silence us. Right. I, I could, yeah, I could definitely see that. I think there is some benefit for certain things like a lot of, you know, older people, I think on Facebook would just share things instantly, like see headlines, share, like those kind right. of things would be less likely to happen. Um, right. But among yeah, people my, that are, like more my reach. Yes. Yeah. The reach might yeah, like, have gone down. Yeah. Right. A lessened reach, but it will potentially make the people like it for one thing, it blows it up. I think we've talked, I've talked about this before is right. when you ban something, people are like, Oh, what is this? I've never heard of this until I heard it was being banned. And like, right, which is why we're talking about it now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People look into it. And now that it's not on the platform, you know, these things kind of go underground and I don't know. I mean, to me, it always, it always feels like it's better to fight, fight disinformation with real information and right. like, try to have that argument, even though you're like, this isn't working. These people won't reason be reasonable, whatever. Which I mean, it feels I, like at the end of the day, there needs to be a discourse. I yeah. don't, I don't know. Yeah, and I think QAnon's been around for a couple of years now. You know, so it's not like YouTube and Facebook and them are just like now deciding to do that. It's been a, it's been a little while. So I don't know if that plays into right. things or not. But that's true. Yeah. Worth noting. Yep, worth noting. Um, Hopefully, like we said, we'll figure all this out one day. <laughs> right. Um, other news story of the week. Um, so right now there's been talks for you know several weeks about a new coronavirus um, stimulus package, some sort of bill passing through the Senate, and it's basically just died and died and died. Um, Trump has been very vocal in the last couple of days of being like, I'll pass anything, like you know, two trillion dollars, whatever, like, let's do it. And uh, the interesting of the Senate Republicans, specifically Mitch McConnell, is being, has basically said that's a no-go, that's a non-starter, like, more than 500 billion dollars, that's where we stop. We're going to continue our PPP program, the payment protection plan, we're going to add to, like, businesses, but these giant stimulus packages we're not going to do. And then Pelosi's a wild card, and the, the Democrats are like, we'll work with Trump, but even though we, we want that more, but we're not going to work with you and we're not going to work with Senate Republicans either because they don't want enough. And so it's kind of this three-way like yeah. split going on. Also, uh, did Trump waffle a little bit? Because at first, wasn't he the one that said, I'm not working with Pelosi? And then he sort of changed his mind. Yeah, basically he was like, I'm not working with Pelosi. I don't want anything to do with her. And then she was like, well, we're trying, or the, someone was like, we're trying to do the, like, get this passive well i'll fund whatever like it doesn't matter how much money which is like what they were asking for so i yeah it's confusing um i think, I think yeah trump is just saying whatever is politically salient at the time and so he's like you know 
Yep. Oh, obviously that backfired because it makes it look like that I don't want to help anybody. So now I'm going right. to say I can, we can spend whatever. And then the right. Republicans are like, wait, that's not our platform. We don't want to spend this much money. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's sort of the same thing that we see a lot of times with Senate bills where both sides have what they want to do, but I think more than anything, they want to blame the other side for not letting them do the thing more than they actually want to do the thing itself. Yeah, hundred percent. So at the end of the day, they're they're happiest when they're like saying, "Oh, these guys are stopping us from doing it." Right. Uh, plus, plus politically, they, they, they don't actually well mind in, in November, right? Like, yep. oh, I, I can't I can't pass this, but if you vote, if you keep me in office, we'll definitely get it done. You know. Right. We see it this every other year with government shutdown stuff. It's like, right, exactly. Oh, we can't come to a deal. I, I guess we're going to shut down for a few days. And then it's like this stupid game of chicken where they're just racing at each other and they get really vocal. I'm sure they do a lot of fundraising during that time and all yep. of that. So. Yeah, basically, like McConnell publicly warned Democrats saying that even if the Democrats in the White House got a deal, he wouldn't put it on the floor. Which is strange because he and Trump are usually buddy buddy. I know, so it's an interesting break there. I, I wonder if it's because I think Republicans are realizing it. This, they're going to be around longer than he is <laughs> if he doesn't get reelected. True, yeah. And so they don't want to hurt their very conservative districts, right? And like, you know, do anything. Yeah, it's fiscally not conservative. I don't know, but right. Yeah, I mean, we have to remember that it's not just a presidential election online. There are a lot of close Senate right. races right now. Right. There's a real chance, I, probably more likely chance that the Democrats end up with the majority this time around. So. Yep. Yeah. Very high. Very high. In odds. the Senate, they'll win all. Yeah. They'll have all three branches. Yeah. Or, you know. Except for the Supreme Court. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. For real. <laughs> not the Supreme Court. Not even close. Until yep. we pack the court. I just saw a headline said that Biden said he would release his stance on that soon. So. He said something similar. He was like, he said, like, I'm not a fan of court packing and then rambled on about how he's not going to talk about it. So it yeah. was like, yeah. kind of an answer, not really. Again, I think that's what yeah. we talked with Pate last week. We were saying like, it's probably he'd rather just not, like, he's probably not going to court pack, but he'd rather yeah. just not say it, so. Yep. I know there were some senators in Amy, Amy's hearings this week talking about Joe Biden's speech from like back when he was a senator mm -hmm. saying that he was against court packing. But yeah, we'll see where it goes. Yep. Who yes. knows? Joe Biden of the 90s is very different from Joe Biden of the 2010s. True. 2020s. Yep. All right. I think we have one last piece of news. What else you got? Yep. Um, so this one's uh, Steve Scully uh, works for C-SPAN. He's been a C-SPAN anchor for a little while now. And before this week or last week, we're, we're no longer having a second presidential debate. It was supposed to be after Trump got COVID, they wanted to move yep. it online. And then he said, I don't want to do it online and I want to do it in person. But then you know, Biden and the committee didn't want to do it in person or whatever. So they're not having a second debate, but right. it was supposed to be hosted by C-SPAN's Steve Scully. Uh, and Steve Scully 
basically has had a strange, uh, I don't have these articles up. Let me pull them up really quick. thought I had them. Oh yeah, they're on this other tab. Too many tabs, Jerry. <laughs> uh, so basically Steve Scully has had a, an interesting Twitter history to say the least. Yeah, we were looking at this beforehand and it looks like he like several different times throughout his career on Twitter has like yes. said that something was a hack or joked that something was a hack when he said something that wasn't didn't connect well with yes followers. <laughs> right so it's happened let me see i think i have i have the 2012 stuff up no not here uh, uh which one is it too many articles i think it was the fox news one this one right here that's bbc Oh, maybe oh, that was it. Yeah, here it is. So basically back in 2012, he made some tweets about weight loss. I don't even know what the old tweet was, but he says, I apologize for the tweets. Darn those hackers. Have a great Sunday. And then in 2013, he apologized for another one, some more tweets. And then he says, I apologize for some earlier tweets. Account was hacked. Those tweets did not come from me. Thanks for alerting me, Steve Scully. How and often then, do people actually, famous people actually get hacked and then someone tweets about that? Very, yeah, I feel like very, not very, very often, right? <laughs> do you remember that big Twitter hack like a couple of months ago where like they got like Joe Biden? Uh, no, but it's, all, it's usually Kanye really obvious. West. Right. Yeah. It's like a Bitcoin, Bitcoin scam. Yeah. Yeah. So these are very sketchy to say it twice. And then in 2016, he had retweeted a New York Times op-ed headline titled, No, Not Trump, Not Ever. And so Trump has been saying, leading up to the debate, I don't like that Steve Scully is the moderator. Right. He's, he's uh, anti-never-Trumper, and we shouldn't let him do it. So then Steve Scully tweeted out in response to Trump's tweet criticizing him to adding someone else who is also critical of Trump. I don't want to get too, there's too many names. But basically, Steve Scully said, should I respond to Trump? Kind of like, I don't know. Not, it's not, I don't think it's that huge of a deal being like, do I humor this guy? But basically, right. poking fun at Trump and then people got mad that he, he did that. And then... Then he said, Steve Scully said, I was hacked <laughs> again. Yep. So he said, should I respond to Trump? And then. It was like, nope, I didn't. I, I was hacked. Don't worry about it. Like Steve C-SPAN says, Steve Scully did not originate the tweet and believes his account has been hacked. So this then, is like the third time this guy has planned to be hacked. And then recently today, I think, or yeah, I think it was today. Yeah, I think yesterday, it looks like. Maybe late last night. Well, he says, oh, yeah. Well, C-SPAN suspended its political editor after he admitted to lying about his Twitter feed being hacked when he was confronted about a questionable exchange with former Trump aides. That's who he added when he said, should I respond to Trump? Right. So he admits to lying. He gets suspended. And uh, obviously, if they were still having a debate at this time, it, I'm sure they would have to move on to someone else moderating it 
but yeah, it's it's just ironic that he didn't end up actually having to do the debate because that would have been, I think, uh, even bigger news than it was. Yeah, you know, this was. But, but I think I think it's interesting because if this had not all happened, you know, Trump would has been claiming this guy is a never Trumper, whatever, and right. he's tweeted this stuff and then said he didn't tweet it. And it, it turns out that he was, in fact, lying. <laughs> so Trump's taking this as a huge victory. And of course, it is a bit a bit spooky. I mean, this guy did tweet, you know, that never Trump headline. And now, you know, these debaters, debate moderators always say, like, I'm the only one with access to the questions. They have not been given to either right. candidate ahead of time. And, I, you know, that's always like, I guess, just a big trust thing. And I remember yeah. in the 2016, I Hillary Clinton had gotten the questions at time instead of Bernie and in a Democratic yeah. debate. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. So. So it's it's a it's a big deal, and it's crazy to see that you know a moderator who's supposed to be professional can just blatantly lie about saying he was hacked and. And then being like, "I'm just kidding." I'm just do it. going. Just kidding. I was hacked. <laughs> I have yep. Nothing to see here. <laughs> crazy oh man anyway that's uh that's the news <laughs> that's the news for this week so uh, this is what like a scandal and you know all these different you know not a new supreme court justice three weeks from the election like just it's always something yeah so always something well to get our minds off of politics and to talk about something else uh, i do have a recommendation for us please um so it. it is the spooky time of year uh, it is since it is October fourteenth or fifteenth or whatever it is fifteenth, and um, <laughs> Netflix just released a new show called The Haunting of Bly Manor, um, which I am currently watching and really enjoying. Um, it's basically so they released a show called Haunting of Hill House a couple of years back, and it's a pretty standard fare horror kind of esque show. You know, go to a haunted house. There's ghosts all around every corner, or whatever. <laughs> and it's really it's really well done. Um, but this season is much more dramatic and is more about focused less on like the actual ghosts themselves and more of like how you're haunting your past lives and how things are in your past in your life and how things that you don't like close will come back to to top you know infect you and like being Whoa. trapped in a certain place in your life because basically the most almost all of the show is set on the manor properties a few flashbacks that go somewhere else. Uh, but it's about you know being trapped in this place of life anyway it's just really interesting i really like the thematic elements and it's not like i wouldn't say it's scary has its moments of like creeping fear but it's not like jump scare kind of show it's more of a like thriller type feel yeah and more of a slow burn drama kind of like unsettling but not like scary really um so that's my recommendation. So it's been, I'm about two thirds of the way through. So thank you for the recommendation. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, I think that's it for us. Thanks yep. for joining us today. Don't forget to like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook, Spotify, all of that. Thank you guys for joining us. It's good to sit down and sort through some news. We're almost there to November 3rd. Get yep. this thing over with. Yep move on to some less divisive issues. Well, I don't think it's going to be over after November 3rd, but maybe like 
I December third will be uh, will be ready for you know breather and Christmas. You know that sounds really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> well, good to see you guys. All right, Thank have you. a good week. <laughs>